0: Hello, and God bless you. This is uh, Pastor Jeremy, and we are so delighted to be with you today. We welcome all our listeners today on this Monday, June 1st of 2020. This is an appropriate day to to, to come to you with the Word of God. I'm, I'm sure most of you, unless you were locked up in some cave, uh, you know you are aware of the things that have been taking place over the last 72 hours the picture that we have seen the chaos in our nation it's interesting uh, a lot of things have been happening before we turn it into brother marty just just a, a couple things that this is just in the last 3 4 days you know uh, last week uh, we were told that america surpassed 100,000 uh 100,000 deaths because of the coronavirus I also read a report last week that over 40 million people are um, <clears throat> have applied for unemployment. Right? Uh, we also made, were made aware just a few days ago that hurricane season is is on the rise, and there's already, at least that I know of, three major hurricanes brewing. Right? And uh, as everything seemed to be <laughs> going to some sort of normality, businesses were about to open. Um, then we uh, we we heard the news of the uh, unjustly death of a African American by the name of George Floyd, which has caused a a, a stir, a, a rage in our in our in our nation. And you have seen the images, the burnt buildings, the the looting, the the so much things that are that are moving that if you have eyes to see you can clearly see that this is more than just a protest. It's a it's a spirit that's moving. And I speak of all of that because, you know, this is where we have to ask ourselves the question, where is the Lord in all of this and what is God saying in this hour? And so today, you know, our our hearts are you know, there is some somber in our hearts. There is a, a sense of 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 sadness in our hearts as we as our hearts are broken for the condition of our nation as a whole. And as servants of God, as people of God, you know, we there's a somberness in our hearts because we are seeing something we have never seen in our country. And I just wanted to to say that at the beginning of the outskirts of this to tell you just how important it is. This week and you know, where the Lord is going to take us today and where the Lord is going to take us this week And if we have ears to hear, God will speak and and I pray that he will bring some clarity and answer some of your questions As always, it is a pleasure to be with our panel, uh, Brother Fernando, Brother Marty uh To be with you guys in this hour and to declare the word of the Lord And without further ado, Brother Marty, uh share what God has placed in your heart and uh I'll leave it with you.
1: Praise the Lord. uh, Living again in some crazy times. And uh, those of you who have been with us over the last several weeks, going on actually almost three months now, um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what the Lord has been showing us as we've been on this journey together and we've been seeing in the word. And I encourage you, go back and listen to these podcasts because, you know, there was a lot that has been shared over the last several weeks. and. And um, and I think it'll encourage you, don't just think because you've heard it once, you've heard it. <laughs> There's things that are said, things that are spoken, not because we're saying it, but, but because we believe that the Lord has revealed in his word things that are pertinent to our times. And with that in mind, as Brother Jeremy was talking about, uh, what we've witnessed over the, the, uh, over the weekend here in the United States uh, is truly unprecedented once again. And Brother Jeremy laid it out very well. And we'll we'll touch on some of those things as we go along. But uh we're beginning a new week and we're gonna be coming to you from the book of Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah. And so I want to uh, begin by reading uh the first three verses of the first chapter and and then we'll we're gonna go over to chapter six uh in a second here, but uh let's let's take a look at the first three verses. Um and beginning with the first verse, it says <clears throat> The vision of Isaiah, the son of Amos, uh, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of uh, Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, Hezekiah, who were the kings of Judah. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. I've nourished up and brought up children, and they've rebelled against me the ox knows his owner and the ass his master's crib but israel does not know my people do not consider can you say amen amen so what i want to talk about here is what i felt like the lord was showing me and 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 leading me to this this morning and we really do seek god over these things so um, we pray that uh, that that you'll receive them with that in mind. But <clears throat> again, with the events that were occurring over the weekend, uh, I felt like God directed me to these these words and 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 the ministry of Isaiah because the parallels and the patterns um, that occurred during their time and during the times of their prophecies are so striking in the history mm-hmm. of what actually happened to Judah and Jerusalem. And first of all, what most people don't realize is that when you open the book of Isaiah and you begin to read the first chapter, you're actually reading, uh, the word that's about to follow, the things that he's about to say are about 28 years into his ministry, uh, or into his, into his, his official calling, so to speak. You're actually picking it up later. But what, what really is, Uh, the source of his calling Uh, according to to the rabbis who who have commented on this they say um, that the opening chapter of Isaiah is actually the result of first uh, the vision that Isaiah received in Isaiah chapter 6 and it's very interesting because what Isaiah is about to reveal in chapter 1 is the people's condition is such that no matter what they see happening all around them, they're not taking the time to consider what it is that they're seeing. And and it's very interesting because it was in the days of Uzziah that he saw this. And, and, and in order to fully get appreciation for the first three verses before we talk about it, let's go over to Isaiah chapter six and see where Isaiah actually received his calling into the prophetic office of God. And what's interesting about Isaiah is this too, and some of the background, uh, just to give you a little background here. <laughs> Isaiah was a disciple of the prophet Amos. Amos primarily directed his prophecies to the nation of Israel, the 10 tribes that had split the kingdom. And we did some, some, uh some teaching on that early on in, in, in March of this year, and I think you would be encouraged to go back and see those. But Isaiah grew up uh, in his ministry was mentored by by the prophet Isaiah, I mean Isaiah <laughs> by the prophet Amos, and subsequently Isaiah became a mentor and a teacher to the prophet Jeremiah and the prophet Ezekiel. And so it's 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 extraordinary to consider that Amazing. all these men of God, right, we're all living at the same time. Can you imagine yes. the kind of kind of Bible studies they have had? <laughs> i have? I just like to be a, a, a you know a a, 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 a guy That's sitting it. in the room, right, and just listening to what they have to say. But when Isaiah actually receives his calling, it's it's in Isaiah six. We're gonna look at that just for a temp- for a moment because it's it's what transformed him. It's what changed his life, and and it's God breaking into his everyday experience and completely and radically changing him. And I'm saying that because God is a, is doing the same thing right now. There are many of you out there, it may not have happened yet, but you're beginning to be moved in a direction by the Spirit of God that's going to conclude with a definable moment that transforms you and me and whoever else is out there uh, from being uh, more than just a worshiper of God to becoming a component in in the larger uh, puzzle if you will of the picture of the true body of christ as we're approaching the second coming of the lord and the many things that the prophecies are declaring and what's really interesting here is as we get into this let's look at isaiah chapter 6 verse 1 he says this he says in the year that king uzziah died i saw also the lord sitting upon the throne he was high he was lifted up his train filled the temple Above it stood the seraphim, each one had six wings, with two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, with two he did fly. One cried to another saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried and the house was filled with smoke. And then isaiah's reaction to this is then i said woe is me for i am undone because i'm a man of unclean lips and i dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips for my eyes have seen the king the lord of hosts so what we learn here this is where isaiah actually receives his calling because Later on, he gets touched by a coal from off the altar, and he responds to a question he hears in heaven, saying, who will go for me? And God is saying that right now to many of us, to you, his people, to you that love him. He is asking that question. Because we've reached the point in our generation right now where the voices of of sound biblical truth are so diminished as to be almost non-existent the highly visible church the well-established jerusalem if you will because that's when isaiah is here has his vision they're at their height you know the temple's at its height the land is filled with prophets and priests and 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 all kinds of things um uh, and 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 yet the word of god was precious and it's very interesting because he points out in chapter 6, verse 1, that it was in the year that Uzziah died. Now, those of you who don't have access to this kind of information or background history, you, you won't understand this uh, without it being explained. But but he's not talking about Uzziah actually physically dying. What actually happened, and if you can go back and read it in the book of Second Kings, I believe it is, somewhere around the 15th chapter or so, maybe uh, in there, Um this king Uzziah was a a man that God allowed to come to power, but in the in the blessings that God had placed in on his life and and his rule, his administration, if you will, uh, he began to cross over from simply being a a, a good king taking care of God's people uh, to a to a king that reached a position that was that he became incredibly arrogant and proud. And and what we're told in, in Uzziah's story, the king, is that he decided that he was going to go beyond simple rulership and try to take authority in the realm of the spirit and the spiritual things of the nation as well. And the account goes that he came into the temple and came into the, where the holy place was because he wanted to burn incense before God. He was so full of pride. That he wanted to take the place that was only reserved for the high priest and, 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 the, and the sons of Aaron. And so when he begins, he tries to offer incense on the altar of incense, but the Bible tells us that he was withstood by the godly priests of his day. But when he did that uh, and, and, and put himself for, forward in great pride at the height of his power. That's when God struck him, the Bible says, with leprosy. It first started on his forehead. And that uncleanness, as it is in the Mosaic law, was now in the holy place. And you can read the account of it. You guys can study that on your own that are listening in Second Kings, I believe it is. You, you'll find that the priest cried out and, and, and said unclean. And Uzziah went running out of the temple. And what history tells us is from that point on, he, was, he would go to the house of, of, of a leper or, 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 or live as a leper, no longer sitting on the throne, and he was banished, if you will, from the kingdom. His very act and nature of pride reached such a level that, that he would be removed from his office, and it would come as a result of a leprosy. He was stricken with an unclean thing. And when Isaiah writes about it, that's what he means in the year that he died. I saw also the Lord sitting upon the throne. And that's really powerful because it speaks of many, many things. It it speaks of an earthly transition of power took place because of the arrogance of a king that wasn't satisfied in the blessings that he had. He wanted to grab a hold of more pride consumed his heart subsequently pride was filling the land isaiah goes on to describe it as i'm a man that dwells in the midst of an unclean people with unclean lips all of us are have reached the point of this religious spiritual and political pride i don't know if you can hear what i'm saying so (laughs) what what happened was and why it's significant And why it is a pattern to to pay attention to is that when that occurred and and it meant that he would lose his office as king over the land, but that it would also move God to sit upon his throne. And that's how uh, Isaiah sees him. He sees the removing of the king because of pride, arrogance and he's stricken with an unclean thing that that disqualifies him. But then the removing of King Uzziah in this vision moves God to sit on his throne because what Isaiah was about to see was, in effect, this is the last uh, king of this time, and what's coming now is going to be a judgment in the not-too-distant future, and you are seeing that, Isaiah, by seeing the Lord of heaven himself sit upon the throne. And when the Bible refers to that throne, the throne that they're referring to is when God sits as judge. Mm. And so what we are witnessing is the removing of, of, of power as a result of pride and uncleanness. And now God comes and sits to judge the nation. And Isaiah sees this. And and he sees him high and lifted up and his train or his glory begins to feel, fill the temple of heaven where he's at. And then our attention's drawn in verse two to the seraphim that are flying before the Lord and they're crying one to another, holy, holy, holy. Those of you who read your Bible are familiar with the story. And they say the whole earth is full of his glory. And when they say that, in verse 4, it says the doorposts of the temple or the house of God in heaven uh, literally move, and and the place begins to be filled with smoke. And all of that is very symbolic, uh, descriptive things that, of a, of an actual event that took place, but what you are witnessing is the anger of the Lord beginning to manifest itself. When the angels fly before his throne and they begin to to say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. They're they're basically talking to each other. That's what the Bible says. They cried one to another. It's as if they are reflecting on what in the world is going on on the planet. And what is wrong with these people? <laughs> because they go on to say, the whole earth is filled with God's glory. And it's it's as if God's own people are completely uh, unaware of it. Neither do they care, and it causes the seraphim before the throne to question each other, to declare his holiness, his righteousness, his beauty, and they 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 cry to each other almost as a reflective lament that it should be obvious to God's people. That the earth is filled with his glory and therefore they should respond to him from that perspective. But they're not. And so that's why when we began reading today, the first thing we see coming out of this vision of chapter 6, we're taken all the way back to chapter 1, which is the very first word according to the to the scribes and the sages and the, and the theologians of the Jewish people. This is what they say after he has this vision the first thing isaiah does is revealed in chapter 1 it's the first message that he begins to preach and it makes sense now because it's a message of judgment it's a med- just, it's a message of correction and look at this is where Isaiah is receiving his calling and he goes on in verse 5 to say when i saw these things he cried out and he says woe is me because i'm undone he literally said in the presence of of a holy god as he really is he said it it deconstructed me which is very symbolic of the kind of ministry he was about to have see when you see god as he really is and we only get glimpses of it at moments but if you're ever privileged enough to to have that mercy and grace reveal to you not only his awesomeness, but the tragedy of not acknowledging his beauty, his goodness, his grace, and yes, his his all-encompassing authority over all things, because the vision originates in heaven proper. And the direction of the seraphim is down into the material universe all the way down to the planet Earth. The whole Earth, they say, is filled with his glory. So every subsequent dimension from heaven to the planet is filled with his glory. And Isaiah sees him as originating as high above everything. And when you see him like that, it deconstructs the very fabric of your individual soul and personality in the light yes. of of his of his awesomeness. Yes. Isaiah says, I didn't even have to think about it. It wasn't like I began to look at him and go, gosh, you know I need to be a better dude, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he didn't say that. When his presence comes and, and, and I don't know who we're talking to out there But but if you Have ever been in a service Or, or, a, or a collected Gathering of the saints of God Let's say And, and where we begin to sing and worship him And his presence comes yeah. Instantly Instantly y- You suddenly realize How far away You are from him Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. oh my God! Yeah, but in the light of His glory yeah. and grace, right as the song says, "Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in His in His wonderful face." I think it is, <laughs> and the things of this earth they grow strangely dim in the, in light, the light of His right of His glory and grace. And so yeah. Isaiah sees Him sitting as Judge; He sees Him high and lifted up. we I mean, ain't got time to get into all that and then his glory that, that that word train fills the temple is it, it's, it's not a choo-choo train he's talking about it literally is his light the shekinah glory that 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 light that was in the beginning it's not the light of the stars of the sun it's the light of god himself it is that 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 beautiful perfected light of god and and so Isaiah receives his calling up under this. And in verse 5, he says, I'm undone, uh, and and I'm a man of unclean lips. Isn't it interesting that in the presence of God, yes. what what first happened to him was that he was deconstructed as an individual. His whole life got torn apart. There was nothing within him that could hold to anything. Not one act of kindness, not one good deed. It all was consumed as worthless once he saw God as He really is. And the second thing was, I realized I don't talk like these beautiful angels up here. <laughs> um, I I don't, but... I don't I don't I don't speak that way i i i have i actually have unclean lips what i utter oh my god i mean he's like totally blown away whoa he says is me like i didn't and when he says woe is me in the presence of god he's like saying it's like saying oh my god you know this is a sudden vision that he has right and it's like oh my god woe is me is what he's saying is like it's like it's like I don't have time to change anything. And that's why he right. says, woe is me, because I am what I am as I am at this precise moment. It's mm-hmm. a sudden appearance of God as judge. And God wanted him to feel that right. because it is part of his calling to express the urgency and the yes. danger of his own culture that he found himself living in, a culture of a people who actually thought they were right with God or held some sort of uh, pseudo-grandiose spirituality because they were called uh, Judah and Jerusalem. And he's trying to communicate, I see him as judge and suddenly I cry, woe is me, because I don't have time to fix it. And that's what's coming in our time, because the judge is coming, the judge of all the earth. Those of you that have even the tiniest bit of spiritual quality about you, you know, like what Brother Jeremy started, uh, you know, this podcast with today, when he just laid out a few things that have happened over the last 72 hours and, you know, a couple months. I mean, if you have any kind of spiritual quality and discernment about you, You know these times are not like the times we've ever experienced before. Brother Fernando was saying something really good about that uh, early on before we began recording this, brother. Can you share a little bit of your heart there, brother?
2: Yes. Yeah, I was was sharing with with you and Pastor Jeremy what I was sensing over the weekend uh, concerning our nation and, um, you know, where we're at and where we're headed. Uh, I went to the market with my wife to to buy some groceries. It was uh, late evening. It was starting to get dark. And, you know, every day uh, for the last few weeks, months, really has been surreal. Uh, And most of all, the feeling that you sense that's in the air, in the invisible realm, right, Uh, that I believe every true child of God is sensing uh, a shift, a changing um, that is taking place in this great nation, um, that, that, you know, was, was, was founded on the truths of the word of God. And, uh, I was telling my wife, uh, the Lord was speaking to me in, 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 the silence of the night. And, and, and I told her, I said, listen, what you're sensing here, this spirit is the spirit that has been over many nations, the spirit of some people call it communism. Um, you know, whatever it might be, we know that it is a spirit. It is it is a spirit where you don't feel free. And I said, think about that. Just a few months ago we were able to go out and there was there was no fear in us and, and our children were laughing, going to the parks, going swimming, you know, and, 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 and we're going out on the weekends and things of that nature, you know, and, and all that has been taken away from us. I said, think about that. In this great nation, you know, you you can't even walk down the street now without looking behind your back. I said, this is the spirit that is governing the nations of the world, and it has now finally found itself here in the shores of America. And we are coming under a spirit that we cannot see, and it's here to stay. That's what the Lord was speaking to me, you know things will never be the same the freedoms that we once enjoyed the liberties that we once enjoyed will not things will not be the same why why because we're 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 a generation we're a people in this nation that has turned our back on god we're divided over the morals the biblical morals that the word teaches we don't want to follow them we 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 are crying out. We are raging in our streets. We are raging in our nation. You know, let us burst asunder the 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 the, the bands right of, of morality. Let us let us go away from God. And when you do that, you open yourself up to the very thing that you're sensing. And there's people that are listening right now and know exactly what I'm talking about. You're sensing it. You're seeing it with your very own eyes. You're seeing it in, in the news. The chaos. A young generation has gone crazy. Right, and this is what Isaiah is beginning to see. There's a crack, right, in the nation where the enemy is trying to come in through.
1: Right. Yeah. And,
2: and, and we see, we later on see what takes place where uh, where Israel is uh, is attacked uh, by its enemies, but but it all begins here in chapter one, uh, and, and he lays the blame, right, as we'll go along, at the feet of of the leadership, the the, the spiritual leadership of Israel. So everything that is going on in our nation um, and what we're sensing—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a spiritual decline, right? And this is what we get. This is what we have now. So that—that's what the Lord was was showing was showing me, and and I was sharing with you, brothers, and 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 uh, and now the listeners. Uh, this is what's taking place.
1: And that's powerful wow. because again, uh, what what you're saying is 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 discernment and and sensing uh the times you know and and uh you know brother I, as you know my family and I have had the opportunity of of uh traveling the whole world literally <laughs> and uh right. I've been in I've been in Russia uh with my wife and children and family I've been in 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 Beijing China I've walked the streets of of Beijing and and Shanghai and, and those places um and you won't find one little speck of dust on the ground you won't i mean you won't i mean that place is run tight you know but that right. feeling you're talking about cuz they had some of the most incredible buildings beautifully landscaped gardens you know but the feeling you're talking about was was a collective uh sense of emptiness and hollowness to it all and and, and yet this yeah. almost like this foreboding cloud a fog of, of of despair and emptiness moving yeah. across the landscape, right? I mean, Russia was even worse. I don't know why, uh, but, you know, they, nobody smiled, man. I mean, they thought, they yeah. hated us because we were free. They didn't even get why we would <laughs> smile. You know, what are you so happy about? This is life, right? You know, we got to wait
2: a month for a
1: roll of toilet paper, right? I mean, just. No wonder they don't smile. <laughs> but I
0: mean, right. you know,
1: but that's what it felt like. It was so empty. And yet, you know, they had pretty pictures in the airport there of all this beautiful landscape. This. But what you're talking about, brother, is, is exactly right. Nothing will ever be the same again. And I know those kinds of statements scare people. But yes, at the so. heart of what we're... I, I think that that's why God... And we're talking about Isaiah's calling here before we get to chapter one, but we probably won't even get to chapter one until tomorrow. But Because, because this is his calling, and it's vital to understand why he was called, uh, uh, how he was called in order to understand why he preached the way he did. Because in the presence of God, every single emotion that he experienced worked in his spirit the very... Building blocks that would blossom into an incredible force led by the Spirit of God to declare to his generation the eminent coming judgment, but also not only to his generation did he prophesy, but to ours as well. Isaiah is 66 chapters of the most extraordinary vision of of the first coming of the messiah and his second coming and even the new heavens and the new earth that are yet to come after Christ's thousand year reign on the planet it's an incredible thing that Isaiah is allowed to be brought into in his spiritual consecration and 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 use of the holy spirit of his life and it all began here And why it's important, I believe, in the spirit of what God is trying to speak to us through all these days we've been journeying together in these podcasts and all the history that's happening, is that it was at a time when a king was so proud that it required that he be removed. And I am saying what you think I'm saying by the Spirit is wow. about to happen here. And that what's what replaces this removing of Uzziah is, is, is the vision of Isaiah of God sitting as judge. And mm. so what that is revealing is that is how his call came up under this kind of Change in his generation. It was an epic powerful. change, and 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 it set the stage for God coming to say, "All right, now comes the judgment. Now comes the the revelation of my Son, of the Calvary, of His resurrection, of the Antichrist, all the stuff that Isaiah saw." Yes, but it happened. Right? But it happened at a historical moment. Yes, in the and, nation. Yes.
2: Yeah. Brother,
1: it's, Marty. It's, it's,
2: it's, incredible. it's incredible, Brother, brother Marty, uh, how the Holy Spirit uh, at the opening of Isaiah's ministry, I hope the, the people caught that. Uh, he, he's called at a time where there is political change, transition, taking place in the nation. Right? Uh, and yep. that's that's really where we find ourselves at as a nation, you know. There's a cry for change. There's a cry for for leadership and and so forth and so on. So it's it's, it's prophetic, uh, the days of Isaiah. Um, that we find ourselves in really in the same situation, right? Uh, that that Isaiah found himself in. Think about that for a moment. I want yeah. the listener to just dwell on that. Is there parallels here? Did Isaiah yes. see the same thing? Because Notice, uh uh Isaiah is given a vision concerning exactly what's taking play at the at place at the higher levels of, of of politics in his own in his own nation. Yes. And they they are not uh the what he's being shown is not what the people are being told. See the true man of God is seeing exactly what is taking place behind closed doors. Yes. He's seeing that god is revealing to his servants exactly what is taking place what you hear on the news is what the news wants the people to hear but the true church the true servants of god know exactly the sins that are being committed because of at the higher levels of 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 a nation because god is revealing it to him or to them yes Yes. that's, that's powerful
0: when you when, when you ask yourself and, and you look into the removal of King Uzziah, it, 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 was, it was not, his removal from kingship was not meant to just uh, put another king, you know, a better king, right? No, it was to bring attention to the leadership because so many people were attached, right, <laughs> to this kingdom Amen. and the defilement of the sanctuary of usiah what he did you know it, it was god speaking to the people you need to detach yourself from that and come back to the true word of god and if you have ears to hear i know what i sense from right now when you said that brother marty it will come to my mind and i know what you th- well i know what the spirit is saying yes. you know and so many people today are are, are, are having allegiance to a particular party and 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 we say, well, hey, this is God's man. Why would he remove? Who's going to come better? Well, I think you're missing it. Mm-hmm. God is trying to detach you from your political, what you've embraced, your flag and political uh, movement just because it looks Christian. No, he's trying to detach you and tell you, listen, there is, the, the, you know, we, we've gone away from the word of God. You know, exactly what Isaiah saw is exactly a parallel if the template fits what's going on exactly specifically here in our country.
1: Yes, we can we can learn from it, right? I mean, we, yeah. you know, think about it. let's just dig in a little bit deeper here because Isaiah responds at the removing of this king with with a, a collective Uh, cry it's that good. everything he thought about it, and the people, I mean, the church. <laughs> yeah, he goes on to say, "Whoa, wait a minute. Uh, we we've been talking and saying the wrong thing. We haven't been talking mm-hmm. right. Yes, yes, and it it yes. it, it it hit him
0: because well, he said." That.
1: Yes, he he says, "Whoa, is me? I, I'm absolutely torn apart. I thought we were in a particular situation with this with this King Uzziah, and and now what I'm actually seeing is that we've all been wrong. <laughs> it's really right. amazing, <laughs> it
0: right? I, I I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips,
1: of say. unclean lips. We've been speaking the wrong thing, right?" Right. Because, and then when he goes on in verse five to say, "Because my eyes have seen the I king, seen the king," mm. it, it implies
0: Hallelujah. I was
1: I've been looking at the wrong thing the whole time. Oh, hey! no, I'm
2: kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <Great God. laughs> uh, God. I'm trying to. Is it amazing? To... Is it amazing? You said yeah. my eyes have seen the king.
1: Yes. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> We've
2: gone very close, but ah,
1: oh, my goodness! You know,
2: of, of 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 giving titles to as a church, as our current uh, of our current president. I mean, they're basically calling him a messiah. You read between the Please. lines. Believe well, in the rabbis in
1: Israel have minted a coin uh, with his face on correct. it. That's
2: <laughs> correct. That's correct. <laughs> yes, in preparation for the temple, right? I mean, Israel has gone as far as to call
1: him a, a a kind
2: of Messiah. Yes, and know, didn't this and, and, and didn't
1: and didn't this current president even say if I I ran for office in Israel I could get elected king? That's what he said. Wow. For those of you, I mean, Google it, you'll see. He said I could get elected king in Israel. They even named the the upper northern heights of Israel for him, Trump Heights, right? (laughs) Wow.
0: And see, and this is not to say we're for this or or the other side. No. We're speaking to God's people. You that have made an idol of your political party, you need to repent. You need to repent. And make Jesus the Lord of your king. You're not a Republican. You're not a Democrat. You're not an independent. You are a Christian. You are, you are, this is not your world. You are looking for a king of kings that is coming to rule. Let me tell you something. There will be no peace. No matter how much we dialogue, try, until the king of kings comes to earth to reign again. Praise
1: God, my Lord. Yeah, and and see, this is this is why when we dig in here, we see a pattern. We see a right an a, a historical instruction for our time, because the right. pattern and the parallels are really striking. Because what was indicative of Uzziah, what finally uh, removed him from the throne, was his arrogance, his pride. Exactly. He actually felt as if he had a right to take it even further. And if it wasn't for a remnant of priests, it wasn't a whole big contingent now. <laughs> it was just a few who, who came and stood between him and and, and him trying to, to, to offer incense on the Holy of Holies, I mean, in front of the Holy of Holies. And, and, and so when Isaiah sees this, It's as if it dawns on him. We've all embraced this dude, this king. And we've all Mm -hmm. been saying this. And we've all been, you know, acting certain ways and so forth and so on. He says, but when I saw the real king, I realized Mm -hmm. my eyes and the eyes of the people have been on the wrong thing. And God breaks into his world. What does he say? And and, let's just stop here for a minute. Because it's the year that he died. And and those of you who have ears to hear, this is a transition. An unexpected removal of someone who had been completely prospered up until this point. That's Uzziah. He had been completely blessed. Everything that he did wasn't without opposition, but, you know, he had those enemies around, uh, Judah and stuff. but, but but it was as if everything he set his hand to do turned to gold until this. Right. And once he reached that point of absolute arrogance and and uh and, and and full filled up his pride to where he he began to step on things that are exclusively the glory is not meant for any man. The glory is meant for the true king. And so when Isaiah sees him removed, and I think we could very well, God help me, I'm not saying this is the word from the Lord, but I have a feeling. We're about to see the king removed. Now listen, once that happens, what does Isaiah see in verse 1? He says, but I see the Lord now begins to position himself as judge over his own house, over his own people. Because there's some things that have flourished in what Isaiah was witnessing, that have flourished and 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 become a fruit uh, that that is that is corrupt, and so God now comes to sit as judge over His people. He sits upon His throne. Now check this out, because how how Isaiah sees Him in verse one is he sees Him high and lifted up, and his train or his glory fills the temple. What's amazing there is Isaiah is being allowed to see something that we need to understand because he's describing everything he sees, and then by verse 5 he says, what I saw just totally tore me apart, man. He says, it's as if when God comes and sits on the throne, then he's high, he's lifted high, and then he's lifted up higher than high. And what Isaiah is trying to convey there is that the actual glory of God is so massive and so expansive that they had to make additional room for it. Because it's as if, symbolically speaking, they had touched his glory. They had they had to, they had, it was almost as if they filled the space that only belonged to God with their own arrogance and pride. I don't know if you can see that, but he's high and lifted up. He needed to make room. He needed to fill more space. He's the Lord God Almighty. And so Isaiah says, I see him, and and he says, woe is me. When this happens, when I see God sitting as a judge, he's literally saying, because remember, this is his call. This is where he gets to be called a prophet. And this is what God's going to do with many of you out there and me and everyone else. He's trying to get us to understand this, that the, that, that the issue is if, if we have ears to hear and eyes to see and hearts to receive it, God is positioning himself in our generation. Things are transitioning, yeah. and he's about to sit as judge. And I think that's what we're seeing in this country right now. The entire world is watching America come apart. We were meant to be that city set on a hill, shining the light of the gospel to the entire planet. Instead, when they look at us now, they see our youth are incapable of of, of being reined in, which are the products of our own failure, and and our cities are burning. Our cities are on fire. Right, right. And, then so, right? And, and, it, and Isaiah starts out after this he gets called here in verse chapter one, which we'll probably get to tomorrow. We will get this tomorrow, we'll start there. But he, he he says, My people don't even consider this. Remember what it was like when the coronavirus thing started breaking out and they started talking the rumors were flying, right? We're gonna have a military's gonna lock everybody down. There was just this sense of fear and and uh apprehension and tension and isn't it amazing how an event like that can so harden the people that we now have 30 plus major cities across the United States burning every night for the last six nights and there is no response other than wow that is just horrible (laughs) I mean it's it's as if it's as if the pandemic worked to work to make us even more callous, so that when something even worse happens, which I think it is worse, what's going on right now? I mean, uh, brothers, they were last night and the night before last, they were at, at the very edge of the White House. Mm. They surrounded the White House, and last night they did all the they threw Molotov cocktails into the White House and caused this big fire on the on the perimeter of it. And they took the president into a bunker.
2: To a bunker, incredible.
1: And, <laughs> <laughs> and and we sit there and go, "Wow, that's just awful." No, this is crazy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Right, <laughs> we're hard. Yeah, man. no, oh,
2: you know, we were texting back and forth, right, when all this is happening, and we're like, "Brother, they're in front." <laughs> Of the most powerful building, house, whatever you want to call it, structure of our nation. You know, you want to talk about days of Sodom. Amen. You, know, you want to, you want to talk about rebellion at, at yeah. peak. There it is. A young generation, and, and isn't it, brother.
1: And brother, isn't that what what, what uh, brother, Isn't that what we were talking and, and about? Let me, and let me say this, and, and I'll say this.
2: You know, what, what was it wrong what took place with the death of I, – I've seen the video. I, I think all of you have. I think we all have. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible what happened to this man. I, I, I cried. I wept. It was wrong. Yeah. You know, but, but again, it, it's not about who's right and who's wrong. These are symptoms of the issue. Yeah. These are just symptoms. This is not the issue. The Bible says that nation shall rise against nation, and we spoke about that. The word "nation" in the Greek means "ethnos." It's where we get our word ethnicity from. It's race wars in our nation, right? Yeah, but it's it's, right. it's 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 a symptom. It's an it's a symptom of having left God. That's right. Having left the gospel. And it's and <laughs> it's it's a it's a it's an issue because the preachers of our nation have ceased to preach the true gospel, and they're asleep today. They're asleep. Yes. Their man in the White House hasn't, you know, not until this morning didn't say anything.
1: Nothing. Yeah, he did say something. Nothing. He quoted a he quoted yeah. a nineteen a fifties or sixties uh, white supremacist sheriff. He didn't even know that he was. He said, "When the when uh, they start looting, we start shooting." That that's from the deep south, man. I mean, you don't use that yeah. kind of terminology. He didn't even know what he was saying. But but that's for another day. But it just goes to show you how insane it is. But again, I was going to say, brother Fernando, I like what you said there because you know, if if you all go back and listen to our our part two of, of Jeremiah called Broken Cisterns last week, last Tuesday, uh, we talked about one of the signs that Jeremiah said uh, would come was that uh, they would come and they would they would start at the edge of the city, and then they'd come into the to the territory, and then they'd literally set their thrones or camp right at the seat of power, right? Right in Jerusalem itself. And that's what we've seen. They camped right around the White House. uh,
2: That's incredible.
1: Right? We are seeing, brothers, brothers and sisters, we are seeing the same exact pattern, if we have eyes to see. Now, Isaiah says, and we'll close with this he says uh, it's it's the very thing you know cuz he's receiving his call from god he god is every experience that he's having in in this is working in him the the, the 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 necessary components to to create a relevant and powerful prophet and and that is what god is doing with his true church Those of you who can see and and are literally listening by the spirit of what we're talking about, it is God that is preparing us because we're going to need, and we're not calling ourselves prophets, but we are saying that we are going to need to begin to, to speak the truth. And like Brother Fernando called it earlier, I don't know if we recorded this or not, but he talked about a pure word, a clean word, a true word. And so in God's presence, Isaiah was absolutely deconstructed. We will have that experience or several experiences like that. But all of it is designed to create within us that humility and that brokenness to where God can come and commission us. And tomorrow we'll, we'll, we'll go from there because what Isaiah saw was, I saw the king and he calls him the Lord of hosts. He saw Jesus. That's Jesus' title, the Lord of hosts, the King of kings. He saw the Lord. And when we see the real Jesus, because that's what God's about to reveal, you will mark the true churches and the true ministers in this hour will be marked with this. They will talk to you about Jesus Christ, the King of kings, the Lord of hosts, because that... Is who's coming, and that is our hope. We'll pick it up from here tomorrow, and 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 we'll and we'll dig deeper. But uh, but but uh, I thank God for His Word. And 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 any any closing thoughts, brothers?
2: We need to we need to we need to pray, right? And and asking the Lord how to pray. We're talking about that as well you know it, it, it this is this is is serious times church of god you know it's, it's serious times and and what you said there um you know it, it it's how, how do i say it it's exactly what will distinguish god's people you know it's do the ministers do the preachers lift up jesus christ as the king of kings and lord of lords he is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. We must lift up the name of Jesus. We must lift up the name of Jesus. And that, he said, if I be lifted up, that's what he said. That's what the master said. If I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Right? And That's what we're intending to do. You know, some people will say, well, well what's, what's your, you know, what do you support? What's your agenda? Nothing. Just make sure we <laughs> lift up Jesus. Amen. We li- see, <laughs> see, that's the problem with our generation, right? Like, what do you support?
1: Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I,
2: so I want to lift up Jesus Christ. That's exactly what the Lord revealed to Isaiah. He is the king. He is the Lord of Lords, and he's sitting as judge. Do we have eyes to see? Do we have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying? Are you trying to politicize everything that's being said? Or do you realize that you are unclean and you dwell amongst the people of unclean lips? We're all unclean. We all need him. Amen?
1: Amen.
0: Yes, yes. You know, I... I... (sighs) almost tremble at saying this, but you're right. We, we we have to take this very serious. I don't know if you know, but what what we read today in chapter six of Isaiah as, as it was the King Uzziah, you know, uh, he tried to burn incense even after being warned of the priest not to do it. We know that leprosy came right upon him. Yeah. But Josephus tells us something, and I'm not saying it's going to happen in this time, but I think it's something that we must note today, that he immediately, he talks about a great earthquake shook the ground, and a rent was made in the temple right after uh, the leprosy came upon uh, Uzziah. And you can read more about this too in, in Amos 1 and in Zechariah 14. Think about it. A major earthquake is referred to in the book of Amos right after this took place. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but let's <laughs> we better be ready because the things that are coming, and everything is being shaken that can be shaken. So this is a warning. This is for us to, to take these things seri- serious. You know, as as in the days of Jeremiah, you know, you know the the warning that came upon the priests, the, the 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 shepherds, and the prophets. Nobody has asked where is the Lord in this. But let us take heed, my brothers and, and, and sisters. Let us take heed to what God is saying in this hour. Uh, we pray you join us tomorrow as we continue to dig into the Word of God. And see what the Lord is saying. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. And keep looking up.